Charter Review Commission, and um, would you please rise and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Would the clerk please call roll. Bartos. Here. Bender? Here. Berlin? Here. Golick? Here. Lush? Here. Mansfield? Here. Church? Here. Scaljack? Here. Vita Clow? Here. Thank you. Next on our agenda is the approval of the November 29th, 2022 meeting minutes. Does anyone have any additions or edits that need to be made? Hearing none, I'll make a motion to approve the November 29th, 2002 meeting minutes as presented. Do I hear a second? Uh, motion by Scaljack, second by Lesh. Discussion? Roll call. Bartos? Yes. Bender? Abstain. Berlin? Yes. Pollock? Yes. Lesh? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Cloud? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes eight yeas, no nays, one abstention. Uh, next on the agenda is the approval of the December 7th, 2022 meeting minutes. Are there any comments or edits that need to be made for that other than what's presented? Hearing none, I'll make a motion to approve of the December 7th, 2022 meeting minutes. Do I hear a second? Second. Uh, motion by uh, Scaljack and seconded by Eric. Um, uh, discussion, roll call. Bartos? Yes. Fender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Golick? Yes. Lush? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. And Vita Cloud? Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Nine yeas, no nays. Now we get to the meat of our uh, agenda, and I don't want you all to be totally um, <laughs> intimidated by the, the, the list there. Um, what we plan to do tonight is um, really just a, sort of a cursory review of the items that over the various meetings we've discussed or have started to discuss and that were noted as something that we wanted to circle back on as uh, items potentially to um, work further on and then perhaps eventually uh, vote on them to um, go to the electorate for um, changes to the charter. Um, as we go through this list uh, tonight, um, again, it's really just a cursory review. Um, if we have other questions or need any further uh, detail, um, we can certainly ask and talk about it. Um, but really the main thrust of this evening's uh, plan is to kind of whittle, whittled this list down um, to the, those that we still feel are sort of the more pertinent and uh, items that we want to really discuss further in, in future meetings. Um, we'll really just kind of be taking a straw poll of like, okay, do we want to keep considering this in some form or fashion in the future? These are not official votes. There's not going to be any motions made on that. Um, that will happen down the road once we've kind of formulated um, and had have the law director you know put a, put in some language and some um, things like that for us to discuss and review um, before we officially vote on on pushing something forward so um, so as we kind of go through that if you guys have questions or comments you know feel free to step in and we'll just kind of go down through this um, in order um, as they're listed here by article um, some of the things we may or may not recall even discussing, but I, I did have them noted down, so I wanted to make sure that everything um, 
you know, did get uh, discussed or, or at least uh, talked about here real quickly. Um, and then if the mayor, I know you were not at the last meeting, if there's anything that you want to, you know, interject in, please feel free to do so. And, and obviously Laura and, uh, and Law Director Maddie, feel free at any time as well. Um, does anybody have any questions on kind of the process of what we're looking at here um, this evening? Good. Okay. Um, so starting off here, we have uh, the, the first item, which was in um, Article 3, Section 2, which is the mayor section. The only item that came up in that, if you recall, um, we had talked about perhaps um, discussing further and uh, maybe changing uh, the residency requirements for uh, the position of mayor. Currently, if you recall, you have to be a resident for um, at least two years before you can run um, for the position of mayor, just as um, you have two years as a residency requirement for council. Um, <coughs> is just, again, kind of a straw poll. Is that something that, you know, that everyone feels strongly one way or, or the other? Um, we had talked maybe, you know, for a four-year term, five-year or five-year uh, residency, four-year residency, something like that. Um, we noted that a couple other communities, um, you know, have some different, uh, different requirements than ours do. Um, so again, that was just really kind of uh, the first salvo that we talked about, and I'll just kind of start kind of right down the line and just let me know if that's something that you think we should, you know, continue to, to talk about or not. Uh, Rob, go ahead. Uh, you know, with the residency requirements, uh, repeat what I said the first time, that I, I, I think where we are is probably good because we don't want to limit the pool of potential candidates. So if we increase, whether it's for mayor or council, uh, if you have interested people that are engaged, I think that they're they're going to be proper candidates. Um, and the two years kind of prevents anyone from just saying, hey, look, there's something going on. Let me rent a condo or move in real quick and, you know, get into uh, the local politics. So I think two years is appropriate, and I think extending it would just potentially rule out qualified candidates. Okay. Stephanie? I agree. That's okay. My thoughts, too, on that one. Okay. Dan? Just high level, I, I, I still feel like two years isn't really enough time to get to know the town, the culture, the, the people, the process, everything like that. So I, I would be in favor of increasing the residency requirements. Okay. Mike? I would be in favor of raising the residency requirements as well because I, I feel the same way that I think that we get a better candidate pool. If you're familiar with the community, two years. I mean, I've been here 18 and I still don't know the community. So um, I think that... And I think there's some challenges that could happen in the community with a short-term resident um, where you could end up in something you didn't really like. So I would like to talk about that. Okay. Denise? Um, I agree with Rob and Stephanie, but I'm not opposed to talking about it further. Okay. Bless you. Bless you. So I'll make you a fence sitter then, Just so, okay? Put me even. Okay, all right. Um, I'll just add my input. I. Um, and again, we'll have the same thing as the, uh, on residency requirements on council. Um, I, the more I've kind of thought about the residency requirements of the mayor, I, I think we should discuss it a little bit further. Um, I think two years for the mayor's position is a little light. Um, um, I, I don't think for council that it's necessarily an issue, but I think for mayor, um, being this basically the CEO of the of the community, I think I think we should talk a little bit more about. Um, 
you know, whether we need to increase that or not. And again, I, whether it was be recommended or not is sort of immaterial, but I think it's something we should talk a little bit more on. So, Teresa? I agree with Rob and Stephanie and, you know, walking in, not really knowing the background. Um, it, I know it did kind of pique my attention, but then also hearing what Law Director Maddie had said about other communities, I don't think that there's a necessity to raise it. And I, again, think that we'll lose good candidates if okay. they're passionate enough. I think they'll do their due diligence yeah. for both mayor and council. Okay. Ready? I think the discussion on mayor could um, continue, okay. not on, I think council's fine. Okay. I think it should be discussed. Um, two years just seems very light. I think it probably should be at least, you know, what a term would be. Okay. I agree. It's worthy of discussion to raise that from two to four ish. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, th has council had any discussions at or mayor any input on that? I know when we talked about it initially when we reviewed it, you know. I, I think as a group we should discuss talk it more. Further. Yeah. I think yeah. there's merit to both arguments. Sure. Uh, and I don't think there are arguments. Just, you know, yeah. discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, same thing. Council, the feedback I've gotten was council would be part of that discussion. Okay. All right. For, for the May, I think for the May, yeah. more so than. Yeah, that's what this one was on. Okay. All right. Well, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to um, keep that one on our list as something because there was basically six folks that wanted to talk further about it. Um, and um, so I'll put that on the proceed a little further with that one in the future. Um, next then was Article 4 on the Council, um, Section 2, which was also the residency requirements for Council, which are currently at two years. Um, and again, um, you know, kind of starting down those, I guess we'll start down on, on this side this time. Jessica, do you want to fire away? Sure. Um, term limit, two years for council. I think it's appropriate. So. Okay. Well, it's not a term limit. It's the residency oh, requirement. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. Residency requirement. Okay. All right. I would like to discuss that also. Again, I just feel that it's good to have the residency requirement match a term. Okay. I don't think it's necessary for council. I don't think it's necessary to change. Okay. I too don't think it, there's necessary for change on that one. I do not think it's necessary to change. Okay. I would be open to discussion on it as well. Okay. Dan? Yeah, this is one I'm kind of on the fence on, but I think, you know, again, there's, there's pros and cons, but I, I think we, I would be open for discussion on it. Okay. I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Rob? Not necessary. Okay. Okay, so on that straw poll, we've got basically six or seven uh, no's uh, of, as far as that one. So I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to discard that one for any future discussion as far as uh, the council residency is concerned. Um, if, and again, as we go through this, if anyone has a change of opinion somewhere down the line, it says, you know what, I, I'm, I would think we really should absolutely, you know, bring that back to the table. You know, by all means, we'll, we'll do so, um, you know. But I, I do want to kind of whittle that down, you know, so that we can get into a manageable number of topics uh, that we can talk about. Um, the next thing under the Article 4 Council was the Section 7. Um, I, I think that Law Director Maddie basically gave us the answer, but it was one of these things that was um, on the list as far as, um, Dave, if you recall, uh, some of the folks were asking about um, 
potential language to add um, regarding emergency meetings and Zooms and conference calls. And I, if I recall correctly, I think you said that the state had kind of ruled against that type of stuff. Is that correct? The, the state, state permitted by state law during the uh, um, uh, pandemic. COVID period, the pandemic, the state law permitted um, uh, boards and commissions and councils to meet by Zoom or any other electronic means and uh, uh, permit vote-taking to occur. Um, that, of course, has been um, removed, except for public uh, uh, county hospitals in the state. They still have Zoom authority under the state law, but that's something that uh, they lobbied for before the pandemic. Um, and as I reported before, the only community that I'm aware of that has implemented such a process is our neighboring community of independence. Um, they've done it and they haven't done it. They've implemented it, had one meeting that way uh, um, after the pandemic uh, state law expired, and they haven't done it since. So you're, you're actually in, a, in, a, in an area where if you do move, you'll be... Um, how shall I say, the leader of the pack. And um, I'm pretty conservative in, in the advice that I give the community, and I, I wouldn't want to be a leader in the pack on this issue uh, for the reason that if a vote is taken that way, uh, let's say it's a, it could be a very um, complex topic on a vote or it could be very simple, but the way the law reads is if you don't follow the Ohio Meetings Act and you take an, if you take an action that is contrary to that, the action itself is null and void. And I would never put this community in that um, um, category of taking an act and trying to make law where if it is serious enough and there is enough statewide concern, as we saw with the prior pandemic, the state legislator di legislature did give us sufficient authority to meet by Zoom and have those members, like you are members of, of a commission, vote electronically rather than in person so my my advice would be a no yeah thank you and that was to my memory as well as what you had told us does anybody have any comments questions on um that particular topic as far as um you know the emergency meetings and whether that would be something that should be considered to be added into the charter i mean again law directors kind of advising against it but certainly we can <coughs> take that advice um you know under uh, under direction go ahead rob i definitely understand law director maddie's uh point and i agree with it to an extent um but in general i feel like one of the the great benefits that a charter uh commission review committee brings is being able to bring the charter into the next 10 years you know as things have you know 10 years ago nobody ever thought of having to conduct a meeting or a vote over tell you know video conference uh over the past two and a half three years we've seen there's been a possible need for that so not saying that I'm I'm suggesting that it be done, but I think it would be worth further discussion. Okay. A question, mm -hmm. Councilman, um, Mr. Maddy. I know there are certain things in the charter that we don't need to wait for a charter review commission to address, like spending limits was something that we've talked about. Is this something that the council between now and say 10 years from now can look at and say, okay, maybe a few other communities have tried this, found it successful, there's recurring medical emergency issues that are requiring this to be an ongoing conversation. Can council look at this two, three, four years down the road? Council can always recommend a charter amendment. 
council could do it next week yep. on an issue they could do it in a year they can do it in two years uh, any time the council sees an issue in the charter that is causing the council itself to operate either inefficiently or ineffectively they can take an action and put an action put put such an issue on the ballot before our people it, it, that's something that's not known generally but this the, the 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 council always has authority to amend the charter mm -hmm. and I guess David last time you said that if we put it in our charter it would give us a better option versus what the state allows and I'm, I'm probably not saying it well correctly. it's what the state allows now but the question is would that option be legal and where you end up in this kind of dispute is the Ohio Supreme Court and the Ohio Supreme Court sometimes does create law sometimes they follow law they are the final law decision makers in our state and on this kind of issue because of some of the matters that council deals with especially when we're doing a project or we're issuing bonds those are big ticket items and I would not want to see a big ticket item fail because we were aggressive in this area without really having a foundation in law to do so. We would have to be creating law in our favor to do this. And what that means at the Supreme Court level is our right of self-government, our right of local self-control of our government will overwhelm the statewide concern that exists for the Ohio Public Meetings Act, that meetings are held in certain forums and votes are taken in certain ways where the public is part of that process electronically there's a little difference here because you don't have the members before you voting you can't you know you don't get the same feel in a zoom meeting than you do in one in person and if I had some law or case of the Supreme Court to back they have in my back pocket that would be different but we don't and that's why those enactments by the state legislature were timed one went till the uh, June and then they extended it and they extended it one more time but then they said this is it and they gave us an end date and after that we had to we had to uh, change our process and it helped it helped because in this community what has happened for Laura's meetings that the council has now with her as president, everybody can watch it. We didn't have that capability before we went into this pandemic. So we've, we're, we're actually out there now. You don't even have to come to our meeting if you want to watch it. But the people who are voting or the people that are presenting at the planning commission or the BZA, they have to be in person. And there is, there is something to that in-person meeting. You get a better feel. You get you get just like I'm talking to you Michael you get you get what I'm saying and I'm I'm watching you that's it's a little different when you're electronically handling a meeting yeah, and I guess the like, question for Laura Laura do you feel like um, what would have happened if the state didn't approve virtual meetings or do you think thinking out six years and the next big thing whatever that is how do you feel about it because you were involved right you're on council uh, I, I would just love to hear your thoughts. Like, if you're like, hey, you know, I think it worked okay. We would have gotten by. Yeah, I mean, we would have we would have gotten by. I mean, we had, you know, very few. When we did come back 
into the room and we were still worried about the pandemic. We limited people, mm -hmm. you know, we were spread out, we it's wore masks, we limited people, and we were able to make that work. I mean, I think, you know, if something like a pandemic happens again, I'm, I'm not worried about that. We have the, you know, the state will respond appropriately in those right. types of situations. It, to me, the question is, is, is it needed because we can't get together for some reason. And I mean, we just had an example where we had to call a special meeting and we were able to get it called and it happened in 24 hours. We had, you know, one council member sick and one council member's family that was sick and they couldn't make the meeting and it precluded us from voting on something. So we called a special meeting and had the meeting later in the week and got it done. So it wasn't, that wasn't a problem. And it, I mean, it happens just so infrequently that I, I'm not certain that it's, you know, it would be a top priority over okay. some of the other items. No, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. and then just to follow up to that, if somebody's sick or their sick, even if you had a Zoom meeting, they most likely wouldn't be able to participate via <laughs> Zoom anyway. So, whoops. Right. <laughs> 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 You're on video too. Yeah, as I think about it, you know, Mr. Mayor, you made the comment, leader of the pack. I, I think I like being a leader, but I don't like being a guinea pig. So I'd, I would hate for something to be approved here via Zoom, and then it goes to the Supreme Court and, you know, it goes the wrong way. So it sounds like the council has the latitude to change this over the course of the next 10 years. And if there was another, you know, pan pandemic situation, we'd probably see something from Columbus that would allow Zoom meetings to, to occur. Yeah, if any emergency situation is going to impact the whole state of Ohio or the country or whatever it's going to be and the state's going to create a venue that can make the city productive. Okay. My thoughts. Okay. Mike, did you have your, anything else? No, I mean, I think this is, we, we just discussed it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. good work, Rob. We just discussed all this. Uh, Denise? Anything no. else? Mm -mm. Nothing? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this as being an issue at all um, that I would be interested in discussing much further on that, but Teresa, I think the cons outweigh the pros. Yeah, so, yeah. No. Nothing. Nothing. No, I kind of view it as like essential employees, like healthcare workers. Some folks had to go to work every day with the pandemic, and you just find a way to get it done. So I would agree, though. Further discussion. Okay, great. Thank you. We'll add that one to the discard bin as well. Okay, moving along then we get into our Article 5, which is the Administrative Officers, Department, Boards, and Commissions. Um, the first one on here, Section 1, is was really, um, I, we probably should have asked the Director of Finance a little clearer, and maybe we can circle back on that one, but um, it was something that was brought up in 2013 regarding um, in section one there's some language for the director of finance that the things that was in particular was the language that says the director of finance may while holding that office also be appointed clerk of council and be required to perform the duties thereof uh, et cetera et cetera and back in 13 there was discussion um, and the former director of finance had asked that that be considered and, and looked at um, to remove uh, the also be appointed clerk of council from 
her or from that from the director of finance's duties um mayor do you have any re recollection on that in particular um I, I i didn't look at the at the minutes again but um i just recall that there was a discussion on that and i noted it down when um the director was here but i didn't really recall us talking too much further yeah, on I, it i i don't remember anything that was that okay significant about it i i you know the history of it, Greg, and, and uh, I really don't think it's necessary to consider. Okay, okay. I mean, again, I, I didn't think it was either, but I had it jotted down as something that something was brought up on it. So I don't know if does anybody have any thoughts or comments or recollection on um, any of that? And the only thing I had was the gender language that we had talked about. That's the general, a general yeah. whole cleanup. Of yeah, that's a, that'll be the last item on right. the list. So we'll get to that one <laughs> um, later. But I remember the topic too, but nothing stood out. It was, okay. I think it was something about doing both jobs. It wasn't. Yeah, whether it's, whether it's that really, position we able to do that or not. Whether the person was really able to do both jobs or not. And they're, they're not technically, are they, at this point? They're two separate right. folks, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. They were at one time together. Sure. Right. Uh, but uh, they were separated many years ago. I think my notes had reflected that they were part time, and that's why right. that was originally. The other application that perhaps she was referring to is that at certain times, um, staff, full-time staff will be asked to serve on a, on a board as a secretary to the board, or a member of the city staff will ask to be uh, acting uh, clerk of council. Um, and I think that she was also thinking about that in, in reference to that, should that I got you. Should that be permitted? And, and again, it, it, it's harmless. Yeah. It, it's done appropriately by council. Council appoints a temporary clerk of council. And right. At the end of the council meeting, she's no she's back. She's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clerk. Okay. Well, again, I, I I mean I had it on the list. I again I I, I don't think it's anything that is a you know major issue that needs to be discussed that's just my opinion on it so does anybody have any feelings otherwise to that no okay we'll discard that one off the list then too okay the next item was um kind of tied in uh, it was brought up by a couple of the different um I think by the clerk of council and also the director of purchasing. And I think it was brought up a couple of times by some folks up here on the, on the commission. And that was in regards to, um, human resources and perhaps, um, having a director of human resources, whether that's something that council should create, whether that's something that should be added to the charter. Um, and, um, again, there was a couple of notes from a couple of our department heads who, um, had noted some of the, you know, the potential issues that not not that anything has happened, but certainly something that could happen down the road um, in a in an HR related issue as far as employees um, and who they need to report to and whether or not um, you know it would make sense to have an HR um, department or an, a specific HR director um, outside of the finance uh, department and. Um, Again, whether or not that's something that council wants to, you know, come up with, or if you know, if the commission feels that that's um, something that 
should absolutely be considered to be added to the charter, um, whether it's, you know, a position that's, you know, basically necessary for a city to function um, compared to the other uh, departments that are in there. Um, that was the discussion points, if anyone recalls those. So um, that was kind of uh, where we're at. So I wanted to bring that one back up as well. And I don't know, Mayor, do you have any comments on any of that? Uh, I, I think that if the commission chose to do so, they could recommend to city council that they review this for future uh, enactment. Mm -hmm. um, it's certainly not prepared now to say if it should be this or it should be that. When right. we did the position of purchasing director, there had been a couple goals before the uh, previous charter reviews, and everything was down, job description, you know, duties, responsibilities over and above, was all laid out, and this is really sort of not in place at this point. Right, right. So I think if you want to make that recommendation, that's, I think to the extent it should be, I, I can't see you demanding that a, the charter be altered to create this, right. this body. Right, that, that's my. With this department or. Yeah, that position or whatever, yeah. I mean, that's my position on it as well. I mean, I think it's something that would, you know, behoove council to at least talk about and consider in the administration and whether that, you know, is something to go forward on in the future. But to mandate it in a charter, I'm not sure that that's the route we're ready to take at this point or that the city should take at this point. And it should be based, again, upon need and growth. Mm -hmm. and, you know, as time goes on in, in our staff, it does grow much more than it does. It really hasn't grown all that much, as you know, Greg, uh, over the years. Right. And, with growth, that might be more relevant, more necessary. So, when, Mayor, when you say it's something that the commission can kind of refer to council, um, like, how did that? How would that process sort Just of work? In a letter. Okay. We're recommending these uh, to be placed on the ballot. We also would recommend to city council that you know over the you know the next period of time, council consider mm -hmm. if they so choose to do yeah. this and this. You thought the commission, yeah, based on feedback and okay, okay, more definition. okay, uh, Jessica. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, so is there any type of like anonymous survey that gets sent out to all of the staff of Brexville, um, where they're able to voice, you know, if there's any concerns or you know, something HR related? Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of. We're hearing from the department heads and, and council, but we're not really hearing from the staff of Brexville if that's something that they feel that they need. So I didn't know if that's something that's currently in city operations now to get feedback from staff to see if HR is something they feel needs to be a separate entity. Have we surveyed employees on this issue? No. Okay. Uh, there is a mechanism, a simple mechanism, <laughs> of just asking each department head to know to talk with their people okay. get, get input. Uh, again this this has come up um, just a few times mm -hmm. and wh where it's come up is over the fact that should we have somebody that's trained in in human resources uh, not just someone that's from the finance department that you know um, does that work I will tell you though we are very fortunate with the person that we have now. Uh, she's acquired a, a tremendous knowledge in dealing with 
health care, dealing with workers' comp and BRS and so forth. Um, so that, that, that's where that need is coming from. More employees need more assistance. They, they come forward and say, I wish we had someone that could. But the young lady that works for us now is, is really excellent in that field. She would leave. We probably, at that point, would want to have that position created. Hey, Greg. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was one of the ones that kind of after that was brought up. You know, I, I, I think for the two people who brought it up, the two directors, employees of the city that brought it up, I think it has to be a pretty big deal to bring it up um, because you're bringing it up in this setting in front of people. So I don't think that's a casual bring up. Uh, so I think it warrants discussion. My also comparison that I used earlier is, hey, look, I look at us as hundreds of employees, $50 million organization, the uh, controller, director of finance in a $50 million company is not handling the soft HR issues that need to be handled. I mean, I know a lot of stuff falls to controllers and director of finances in 10, 15 million dollar companies, five million dollar companies, but they're not really good at it. Accountants and finance people are accountants and finance people. They're not people people. And I hey found, huh? I'm a banker, I take offense to this. <laughs> you can take all the offense, I'm a computer geek. So, um, and I think Jessica's point is, has it ever been surveyed? I think that tells me enough that this needs to happen for this city to avoid a possible exposure that could be big. And, and I had a couple big exposures in my small little company. And I was glad that we had outside help and somebody who knew the law and who was a little, who wasn't me, right? Somebody comes into me, I tell them, ah. So I don't know, I think we should discuss it further and I think it's something that the city should really look hard at. I agree. I, since we're not making the final decision yeah, tonight, no. I would definitely be in favor of discussing it further at this level. I also think a concern was independence too, because you're going to a department and there wasn't an independent HR department. So when you have a complaint, you're going to this, and if it's your coworker, it's a little bit different than an independent HR department. I don't know if it's necessarily our place to recommend, but I recommend changing the charter for this, but I think a discussion so we can kind of show city council what we were thinking of and mm -hmm. have our opinions known and be on record wouldn't be a bad thing. In Mr. Chairman, yes. if I may, if, if the uh, commission decides that they feel it should be on the ballot, then we'll have time now to get staff to put together a, you know, a furtherance of what Becky did and mm -hmm. further uh, the job description and so forth and so on okay. to prepare it properly sure. uh, to be in the charter okay. instead of just saying that, that this position shall be created. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, you know, tonight if we can, you know, it, it sounds like I'm getting the feel that, that this is a topic that we'll want to discuss, you know, further in a little more detail. And I think then at that point, Mayor will probably be able to say, hey, I don't know that this is really a charter issue, but we definitely want to gather our thoughts to then pass on to council. Or if we do say, hey, it's something that we think should go to the charter, um, you know, then that can get the ball rolling for, you know, for your end of things. Make sense? Okay. Mr. Chairman, yes. if, I, if I may, so as you are <coughs> further discussing this issue, you should know that in some of the communities in Northeast Ohio, um, and I believe, Eric, you did some research where you, you found out correctly that they have actual ordinances creating this kind of department. 
you should also know that some of the communities, because of the cost of an individual uh, employee in today's municipal world, some of the communities use some very good HR companies. And they have HR companies on a retainer for what I will call normal questions, normal issues, so staff can make a contact with people who do this every day. And it kind of works like our engineer right. and his contract. He's on a retainer for certain things, but if he gets into projects, you'll see those issues on projects come before city council for permission to go forward. Mm -hmm. These companies work that way. So an example would be if we, we have our own handbook, but I'll just take an example that we're a community without a handbook, and we have one of these companies on a retainer if we want that company to build a handbook for us, they will give us a project cost to do that. They will come in and they will survey our employees, survey our size, and make recommendations and produce a handbook. So you have a third party HR company working for you rather than an employee. And that does happen in some communities. So there's another option there. If you are going to get into it in the charter, that's one issue. But if you are going to just make a recommendation, that's another option that would be available to Laura and her folks to consider rather than hiring an employee. Thank you, Dave. Does anyone else have um, comments on any of that? I think it should be discussed, but uh, based on what Mr. Matty just said, I think having a third-party agency um, would be independent mm -hmm. as opposed to having an employee of the city, mm -hmm. um, so a third-party agency would actually have that advantage. Okay. Okay. Well, it kind of sounds like everyone um, is in favor of at least having you know a little further discussion um, on that topic uh, as we go forward, which is uh, totally fine, and um, you know we can then determine if that's something that's a, a charter issue or if it's something we just want to, like I said, gather our thoughts, put some pen to paper, and make a formal referral to council which is fine as well so uh, we'll we'll keep that one on the list um, for a future agenda thank you on that um, <clears throat> the next one that is also in section two um, and it also ties into um, where was it if you look down on that list of article six under finances um, section eight for the purchasing director language in contracts. Um, this one is uh, the language for the finance director role in, in contracts. Um, if you recall the purchasing director, um, let me get that document out here real quick. She had noted um, basically a clarification that she was suggesting in the language of, um, On her form, it's uh, again under Section 8. Um, she had noted um, right now the uh, language reads, the director of purchasing shall have responsibility to make certain that all terms and conditions imposed in favor of the municipality or its inhabitants in any contract to which the municipality is a party are fully and faithfully kept. Um, and her recommendation, if you recall, was to update the language for current procedures, which um, 
would specify the types of uh, contracts that the purchasing director was included in um, and then similar language uh, could be developed for the finance director um, and this one for the director of purchasing shall have the responsibility to make certain that all terms and conditions imposed in favor of the municipality or its inhabitants in any purchasing agreement and publicly bid contract that was the new language uh, that she was suggesting to be added to which the municipality is a party are fully and faithfully kept and performed um, and again um, she noted that you know the director of finance is responsible for contracts related to economic development and financial related products and services so um, that's sort of a, a combo uh, there between those two sections and we have both of those listed um, here on our agenda um, I think it's important I think both of those are, are things that we should at least um, you know consider they're relatively minor um, changes but I think it does um, you know specify and break out what those roles and duties are um, <coughs> mayor do you have any comments on on those on those two it's basically just specifying and breaking out um, the purchasing director had said you know instead of her thing saying any contracts which she's not that position is not in charge of any contract they are specific and she was noting to kind of specify those out to bring the charter in line with current practices i would agree with what her recommendation was okay and that it, it, that's a simple fix the language right right and so again it's the same thing in the finance director's uh language as well which was that uh, <coughs> uh section two of article five um again similar language on that does anybody have um thoughts one way or the other on on those two items rob you want to start stephanie i think we should discuss it okay dan i'm open to discussion on it okay mike same okay same okay me too same. good 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 okay well then we'll keep uh both of those two so again that's the um article five section two and article six section eight we'll bring keep those on the list um the next one that was brought up um and we did have a little bit of a discussion on it was um article five section five and the topic was whether or not um there should be anything in the law director's uh, description of as far as having municipal law experience uh, to be the law director. Um, and I believe, uh, at least on these notes here, that uh, Law Director Maddie had found that only one of the eight charters that he looked at had an experience uh, requirement. Um, and uh, Dave, do you have any other comments on, on that? As, and I know you mentioned that, you know, it kind of potentially limits a pool so to speak uh, it, 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 it does to a degree depending upon how severe the uh, requirement is for prior municipal experience but um, my uh, my experience with our community is that the uh, council who hires the law department um, uh, and uh, it seems like only yesterday when I was hired um, <laughs> they uh, they do their homework and uh, they, uh, when I got interviewed, I still remember they knew some things about me that I, at my age, had forgotten. Um, but uh, um, it always helps if you have a background. I don't think it's a necessity. Uh, if you're a good attorney, you can do what I do, but you have to be very good at detail, and you have to be uh, 
I, I think the, uh, the way that I would put it is the, uh, the best people that I've seen in my field have a passion for what they do um, because in our community, if you do it right, 13,000 people benefit from what you've done. If you do it wrong, 13,000 people feel that effect. So if you're that kind of person, you can be a law director. Um, and if you've got some experience, that's great because we see things that come time and time again back at us, and it's similar to what we might have done in a different area, but it's not required. So that's really your call to make. The appointment process here will take care of making sure that you have a qualified law director, I can tell you that. Any comments on any of that? I mean, I don't see it as an issue that we need to have any any changes or discussion on any further, but that's just my opinion on it. Rob? Nope. Uh -huh. No. Dan? I'm good the way it is. Okay. Mike? I'm good. I'm good. 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 I'm going to butt the system here. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's been 45 minutes into this meeting, and we have benefited from Mr. Maddie's specific municipal experience. Um, he gave us advice on the Zoom meetings, which a general practitioner would not have. Um, he gave us advice on the HR department, again, which a general practitioner probably would not have. So I think just in the course that this Charter Review Committee has been taking place, we have been seeing the benefits of having council that is experienced in municipal law. Um, North Royalton requires two years. Um, Beachwood requires five years. Rocky River requires five years. Um, general three years municipal. Strongville requires five years. Seven Hills requires two years. So while it's not the norm necessarily, um, it's not unheard of either. And I personally don't see Rexel being the place where on the job training. Mm -hmm. okay. Jessica? I don't think any further discussion. Okay. Okay. So that one um, is going to go to the discard pile. Um, appreciate everyone's info on that one. Um, Next was um, <laughs> my personal uh, crusade, <laughs> so I know what the answers are going to be to that one, so that's fine, but uh, I just wanted to make it on the list officially. But uh, no, that's the Article 5, Section 7, the BZA denial issue. You all know my opinion on it, but um, obviously that, uh, I, and I know all of your opinions, and I certainly know Mr. Maddie's opinion on it as well. He <laughs> burst my bubble a couple of uh, meetings ago. So um, unless anyone is a, is a turncoat and is going to join me in my fight i'm gonna lop that one off i assume as well for the uh, record i'm with you greg okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> good 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 i know i'm not you a might. lone soldier on that one so um, does anyone have any thoughts or any other further comments on that at all okay we'll discard that one <laughs> sorry appreciate you all humoring Come back me in 10 years yeah i know <laughs> for my third try on it yeah okay great thank you um uh, just chop these off here real quick Okay, um, the next two um, are in regards under the Recreation Commission section, um, two items that... Um, hey, Greg. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Mike. Before we went to Recreation Commission, I had two notes that I wrote down. 
one was I have it for sections section seven a but then I it applies to many of the sections. yeah that's the that's the vote the number of votes five and four uh, no one of okay. them has to do with alternates we, we talked about that and that made me more, me more general I wrote it, it down that's coming too yeah. oh I'm sorry that's okay and then, <laughs> yeah I did not read the whole thing first and you'll tell me this one's on there too but I also made a note at when we talked about it is the master plan is mentioned and this isn't maybe something in the charter but I think we discussed that the master plan there's there's no set review dates for the master plan it just says it falls under the planning commission it says make amend or extend but you know I think that that master plan has been referenced many times over the past five years in different meetings different venues and maybe not a charter issue but maybe something that says hey you know every so many years we should look at the master plan of the city as well to encompass it because various people for various reasons have referenced the master plan so I don't know if that fits this form or not but I was just bringing it up well, I know it, it the master plan has been reviewed at least a, a couple of times certainly rel and I don't want to say relatively recently but within 20 years, late 90s. Um, Mayor, do you have any input? And you would be more versed on that as far as official master plan, you know, reviews, whether it was outside entities coming in and helping us review or internally planning commission, things like that. Um, and then there's always things that are, um, you know, being discussed within that as far as um, uh, I know towards the end of my term, there was uh, talk on um, sort of expanding out some of the zoning as far as um, allowing certain businesses to work out of people's houses because that was kind of becoming more and more of a thing and you know i don't know i my memory's a little foggy i know i'm trying to block that part of time out but mayor well you know, there are instances when the city does seek out the county federal right. agencies uh, other agencies throughout uh, the region for advice more information about certain programs and plans and, and we do that readily that's just common practice good practice the government and one of the things that I'm I'm proud of our council and uh, the people in the administration is that they uh, are talented enough to know when information given to them is of value to Brexville rather than value to maybe another community where it would be a value to us so they do a really nice job in dealing with that. So um, that's just common practice for us. Okay. So there is no formal review process of the master plan. I'm sorry? There is no formal re timeline or process for Ma reviewing master, the master plan. Master plans are, are ongoing and, and changing uh, okay. constantly uh, by the actions of planning, the planning commission. It's just that they're not then put into the book uh, it just becomes, as Greg said, common practice. Um, we did have a formal review three or four times in the last 60, 70 years. Okay. Um, and I will tell you that there have been m moderate changes. Um, I did note, though, that this time, the last time we did it with the county, we got a grant from uh, the county to do the work. They went into areas that our master plan had never explored, meaning it, it was things that the master plan, our master plan, wasn't really concerned with. And uh, 
so they expanded the, the realm of that uh, for us and um, but it is it can be a formal process and was a formal process um, but previous to that it's always been the Planning Commission doing their formal process but recommending it then you know to City Council based upon their experiences the Board of Zoning experiences one thing about our community is that the way they laid the community out has existed since 1939 it's not there's been no major change to that whatsoever south end what it is north end what it is center what it is it's it's been like that since they wrote the first book in 39. mike does that help answer some of your yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily a charter thing, but I think yeah. it's something that the city should continue to do. Yep. Okay. Mike, can I can I go on, or do you have anything else? No, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> <see you again. laughs> okay. Uh, just teasing you. Um, so it was um, there was two items in the rec commission uh, section uh, that uh, that we had brought up and uh, perhaps discuss a little further. Um, the first was the uh, term any cause for removal um, and um, for removal from the Recreation Commission and it, it's just that that's a little different than some of the other boards and commissions um, and um, one of the notes on here was to see section 10 which was under the Civil Service Commission the language that's used um, for removal there where it really kind of specifies a number of things that um, that the mayor can suspend a member of the commission, uh, the civil service commission from, but just to get, you know, the idea of, as opposed to any cause, uh, uh, the issue was brought up, you know, should we specify certain, um, reasons for removal? Um, and then the second one on that, um, it was the, um, currently it, it, it only needs four council votes to remove a, uh, a commission member from the rec commission as opposed to the other uh, boards or commissions that um, require five um, so I think there was a little bit of discussion as far as making that uniform I don't know is there any history behind either of those mayor do you recall there really isn't uh, I, I, I have no idea why why one is one number wise one is the other number okay the makeup is the same as right all the other commissions as far as council representing and Administration representative. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, Councilman. Yes. Go ahead. In regards to the any, it was also. I mean, it, I think I'm the one that brought it up, and it was kind of about all of the commissions that that any was the super vague. It wasn't just. Oh, was it? Okay. Um. So whether it's just cause or the more specific, it just seemed like a very wide open. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, language. planning commission has that as well. I'm sorry, I missed that one. No, that's okay. Board of zoning as well. Yeah, that's for that. Yep. Yeah, for all of them. I'm sorry. So that should be, um, that would be section seven, eight, and nine, correct? Yes. I think that the any cause language was used in there. Let me see, because ten is different. So okay. Um, Anybody have thoughts, comments on um, either of those two items? The section nine, which is the five verse four council votes to remove a rec commission member, and then the any cause language, um, or should that be changed to something else? And that would be for sections 
seven, eight, and nine? I think it should be consistent. I, I, as far as the number of votes, there's no reason why it should take less council members, in my opinion, to remove mm -hmm. the rec director. Um, so I would talk about that further, and I would talk about the votes too, but I don't remember what context, if they were too, too many votes or too little votes. Or for which one are you For talking? the number of votes. The five versus four? Yeah. Um, so I guess we need to talk the about it further. The rec commission only has four. Four and the others have the five. Others so have it five. should be consistent across the board, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Uh, we'll start down here. Jessica? I agree about consistency. Okay. Eric? I agree with Denise. Okay. Sure. I don't have a concern with the any, but I agree with the votes. Okay. Um, both. I'd okay. Talk to you. And I, yeah, I do think it should. I don't know if it, maybe the director of law should advise that just cause or specific mm -hmm. things should be, but it shouldn't be just, just think open. like an unpaid appointed position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, the person well, who appointed. They're paid though. They're not. The, rec, the director of rec? No, it's not the members like, of the oh, commission. Oh, this is the Okay, I'm sorry. The rec director. Just something to consider on the other side. I mean, I think the control is there of who's appointing it, and mm -hmm. then you have counsel there that has to make the vote. So I think to start to detail all of these just causes mm -hmm. can start to <laughs> have it around about. Then I'm sorry, were the other really ones necessary. still, like the other ones that you brought up were just the unpaid? Are they all, all, all an all unpaid volunteer yep. positions? Yes. Oh, then I, I remove my objection to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we should, I think consistency across the charter is important wherever it's at. Okay, Dan? I like five, I'm okay with any, knowing that if five people agree, that that is <laughs> just. <laughs> okay, Stephanie? I'm okay with the any, um, the five I'd like to talk about. Further. Okay, Rob? Consistency across the board. Okay. We'll keep, I'm going to keep both of those on there just because they're all kind of sort of wrapped together. Um, but certainly the five versus four, and then we can, uh, you know, bring up again the, uh, the any issue and, and talk about that one too. Okay. So those two. And then um, the next were uh, just a couple of uh, items uh, to wrap up Article 5. Um, the first one was the discussion that um, was brought up as far as potentially having alternates um, to each board and commission, one alternate, two alternates, whatever that number would end up potentially being, um, and whether that was something that, um, you know, we wanted to discuss further as uh, being a good thing or a not not necess necessary thing. So um, I'll just offer my two cents on it. Um, while I think it sounds kind of okay on, you know, in, in theory, I'm just not sure that, A, that there's a need for it, um, and then B, you know, serving for a couple of years as an alternate, that's a lot of time put in to not necessarily be doing anything in theory. Um, you know, you may not ever have to vote on, on something. Um, I don't know. I just, the, having the, the folks that are on the boards right now, adding even more to it, um, you know, again, I, I don't think it's a problem that is existing. Um, you know, I, I understand the theory behind it of what's been discussed, but my vote would be that, you know, we would not need to talk about that one anymore. But that's, that's my opinion on it. So. Sure, person. I'd like to have Rob as the alternate on all. <laughs> he can be the. Alternate. He can serve on all of them as the alternate. Known that he is willing to be an alternate and does a, a good yeah. job. Yes. Uh, no. In all seriousness, I, I do like the idea of bringing in 
new people and building bench strength to the commissions via an alternate. Um, but I do, you know, understand that if people are going to make that time commitment, they don't want to just kind of be a fly on the wall. They want to be involved. So um, there's that balance. But I, I, I would like to discuss it further. Um, I do think, and I missed the meeting, the November 29th meeting, I think with the Board of Zoning Appeals, it would be Correct. problematic, though, to have an alternate based on when things are read and, and having different a different mix of people. But um, I don't know with some of the other, like Recreation Commission, it's a little, it's, you know, that one you might be able to put an alternate on knowing that, hey, within a year, someone's probably going to roll off and you can st slide into that. But I'd be open to discussing it further. Okay. Stephanie, whoops. I definitely want to discuss it further. Okay. Rob? Uh, to be discussed further. I, I think it's a good idea, but I'm not exactly sure if it's necessary for the charter, but open to discuss. Okay. Rob's vote counts for like three. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? I can go either way. Okay. Denise? Same, either way. <coughs> Teresa? Open to discussing further. Okay. Jill? No. Okay. Either way. I know I kind of brought this up last time, but I have watched some of the Facebook live feeds for the Rec Commission and for um, BZA. And with doing that, I think if someone really wants to learn more, they have the opportunity through um, Facebook right now. So adding more work, Greg, to your point, to the current board, and, you know, and if someone is involved and they are actually on it, they're going to learn from those that are on the commission. So. I'm kind of satisfied with the way that it is right now. Okay. Well, way to split it right down the middle, everybody. <laughs> I'll um, say no. No, 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 no it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. No, we'll, we'll keep that one on there. We can, you know, you guys can all think about it a little bit more. It, you know, it's not going to hurt to add it on and discuss a little bit further. But, um, you know, as you can see, we're all kind of, it, it's literally split one on way. Point. I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you guys get piles of resumes for each commission board? Applicants? I'm sure I didn't hear Do you, you get said. a lot of applicants for boards and commissions? Uh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say a fair number, but really it isn't. Okay. When you consider the number of positions that are there, and sometimes you only get three, four people. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I can only say for the 12 years when I was on council, as these boards and commissions would come up. A lot of it is also dependent on who the folks are on council and, you know, are they active and do they have friends who are active who they get energized to, you know, hey, you know, I want to do that too or, you know. Um, so there's a lot of variables that go into that. Um, you know, if you've got a, you know, a real go-getter council person, you know, they may, you know, be able to reel in four or five of their, you know, folks in town who they feel would be great for a rec commission or BZA or, hey, I, I have a client who's an architect. I think he'd be great at planning commission. I mean, there's just different ways um, that that, you know, kind of comes about beyond just the, you know, inertia of, hey, I want to help my city out. Um, so, th I mean, there's different ways that those things can come in and um, it kind of ebbs and flows, wouldn't you say, Mayor? Yes. Yeah. Our and, and there are a lot of people who repeat and, and stay on boards. Mm -hmm. Planning is a good example. Yeah. Many of those members have been on in greater than 10 years already. Yeah. And uh, there's no reason that council has felt to remove them. They've just been doing a marvelous job. Yeah. 
but and I think maybe that could be some of it is that some people feel that well I've tried I've tried to quit trying and uh, because there are you know the repeats but uh, for this commission we had a, a sizable number and and we always do uh, planning um, board of zoning and recreation are the top ones those are the ones that most people want to be on sure but our openings announced. I mean, I know this one was a they complete are. new yeah. commission, but yeah. Yep. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for like board or planning, is it just like one opening that would be announced, or I mean, it could it, vary. It it's not like a two. Because you've got you know staggered terms right. within each board, and you know usually council will go if it's a council board as opposed to the rec, which is a mayor board. You know they'll go to those people, you know, a few months before their gotcha. term and says, you know, hey, we think you're doing a good job. Do you want to stay? Yeah, I do. Okay, well, that one's not open. Or no, I don't. Okay, now we got to start looking for yep. someone, and you know the bat signal goes up, and you know hopefully <laughs> we find some good people to, to fill that spot. Um, and then you know people have sent in resumes or say, hey, I know nothing. You know, we may say, you know, hey, we've got an opening on planning. Do you want to do that? Oh no, I'm holding off. I'm I don't want to do planning. I only want to do rec commission. Well, okay, well we'll let you know when one of those opens up. I mean, it just. You know, it, it's not as easy as, you know, hey, I want to have, you know, so-and-so come in and start working on the planning commission because he or she's really interested in wanting to do it. Well, there's got to be an opening. Um, you know, there has to be a, a good reason why. And then, you know, you go through the interview process. And, you know, there is a vetting on those people, too. You know, a lot of times people who run for office or want to get on these commissions, they a lot of times there's a, a hidden agenda behind why they want to get there. So you got to kind of, you know, be careful on, on those appointments and making sure that you're getting people who are doing it for the right reasons as opposed to, you know, well, they didn't approve my fence when I went, so now I'm going to come and I'm going to, you know, wreak havoc on everything or, or whatnot. So, um, but that that's kind of the process on that. So, okay, so we'll keep that one on there. Um, the last one was... Um, Telecommunications Commission, uh, as far as a purpose going forward, whether it should be something that's removed from the charter or let council handle that. Um, again, it was talked about that it's sort of a antiquated commission for current times, as opposed to when it was first, um, you know, put on the charter. Um, and I, I believe, Mayor, you gave you know a lot of history on that uh, commission on our first meeting. Um, my opinion would be we don't need to discuss that one any further if that's something that council wants to repurpose or rehandle i you know that that's what i would look to probably suggest on that council member savage uh sure what what the plans are for that commission sure um i would um say that council is addressing it currently so um it was um, something that was observed and then as um, the year went on um, we identified the the need to evolve it and so some action is in process already on what its future um, should be to serve our residents okay right. well again my responsibility yeah is basically what they're looking at. okay all right so again my my opinion would be that we don't need to discuss that one any further, but go with the with the majority rule here. So, I agree with you. Okay, Dan. 
If council's looking at it, I don't think we need to confuse voters with one extra thing here. Okay. Mike? Good. Yeah. Good. 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 Okay. We'll lop that one off the off the list. Okay. Um, moving on, I know that uh, this first one here, Article 6, Finances, Section 4, that's the expenditure limits uh, topic, which um, we've already spent uh, a pretty good amount of time on, and I, I'm sure that that's something that from the uh, opinions that were being shared at the maybe two meetings ago that that will be something that we'll definitely want to you know consider uh, in more detail as we go and kind of take the uh, purchasing director and finance director's thoughts and uh, other department heads thoughts that they've all commented on that so um, am I speaking out of turn and suggesting that um, we're probably all in favor of continuing that discussion <laughs> that one we will continue on um, so kind of in line with that one, um, the section five under that article six, um, purchasing director had made a suggestion as far as, um, sort of combining or deleting out the language of section four and, and basically making a, a new section that would, um, be a little bit different than how it, it, it's set up currently. If you all recall, um, the, the section four gives the specific limit dollar limit of how much council can uh, or how much can be expended without council approval. Um, the purchasing director was um, saying to as one of the options um, being to eliminate section four, redo some language of section five, and then allow uh, council ordinance to kind of handle the spending breakouts. The other option that she presented was to keep the current section four and five and adjust the um, the spending limit uh, accordingly uh, to you know to some sort of higher number than the three thousand that it currently is. So that's what that next uh, item is: the purchasing department suggestion to combine sections four and five. Um, again, kind of those two are basically. Uh, tied together, so to speak. So I think obviously we should probably discuss those couple of options as, as we go forward. Am I correct in everyone's feeling on that? Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll kind of combine those two uh, together in future discussions. Um, the last one, uh, or the other one on there uh, that we have not already talked about, which is under Section 6, for Article 6, and that was the update the language for sale of municipal property um, and discussing the 1K limit. And if you recall, the purchasing director, um, we talked about maybe cleaning up some of that language um, in, in that section as far as uh, right now it says something along the lines of uh, with the Internet auction and having purchasing director and service director and the purchasing director agreed that that should probably read and or um, purchasing director and or service director um, to kind of clarify that. And um, we talked about whether or not, um, you know, kind of specifying Internet auction was something that should continue or if it if there's a, a little bit broader language that would allow different things in the future of, of how those, those items are auctioned off or sold off and then whether or not the 1k limit is sufficient enough or if it should be a little bit higher or, or whatnot so 
um, hopefully that um, rekindles some memories on, on those discussions on that. Um, and um, Mayor, do you have any comments on that? I can't remember if you were at that meeting or not. I was, okay. And, uh, I think Becky has good ideas on okay. this okay. that need to be uh, refined. I think both yeah. the law director and I believe that those sections that she was prepared needed to be reviewed. Yeah, further. vetted out a little bit further. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I really think that these should be reviewed, should be further. continued by the commission yeah. to make a, a decision on that. <laughs> Um, again, my opinion would be that we continued that discussion on that section six um, as well. Um, does anybody have um, any other feelings on that one way or the other? We good with continuing those discussions? Okay. So article six, uh, we've already talked about that section eight, the purchasing director <laughs> contracts. Um, so all of those items for um, article six, we will continue. And then um, just the last two items, um, Article 11, which is the Charter Review Commission. Um, there had been a little bit of discussion as far as, um, you know, currently it's at 10 years mandated to meet for the Charter Review Commission formally. Um, and uh, there had been talk of whether or not that should be a more frequent number or not. Um, so I'll just, I'll start that one off and, and Kind of reiterating what I said at the last meeting, I think that the 10 years is fine as it is to mandate the review. Um, again, council and or the public can always bring a particular issue or topic, uh, you know, to the plate at, and at any point um, and not just the, the 10 years. But again, I think that, um, you know, the 10 years and the amount of work and the amount of uh, time that gets put into it uh, seems to be working fine. I don't think that there's a reason to that there's been needed for anything um, more often than that so that that's my opinion on it so we'll start down there Jessica I agree I think 10 is good okay Eric I think it should at least be considered uh, most other cities have significantly less than 10 years mm -hmm. um, and we keep on referencing you, you had mentioned that okay council can make changes or they can bring things onto the ballot there can be voter initiatives. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is that doesn't really happen all that often. Yet when the Charter Review Commissions <coughs> do work, they do bring things to the ballot, very frequently they are passed and very often and with very large percentages. Um, does that mean it should be more frequently than 10 years? I don't know. Does that mean eight years is optimum? I don't know any optimum frequency, but mm -hmm. I guess if nothing else, I would like to hear other people's input and thoughts on that. Um, you know, if 10 years works, 10 years works. Okay. Joe? I would probably say no further discussion. Okay. Teresa? I don't have very strong feelings either way. Okay. Denise? No. Mike? I mean, kind of indifferent, but I, I do feel like if somebody feels strongly that we should discuss it, then we at least have that little discussion period on it. Um, okay. All right. Dan? I'm okay with 10 years. I'm okay with 10 as well. Okay. No further discussion. Okay. Okay. Um, again, that one's a, it's a relatively minor thing, um, even though we've got, you know, six or so that don't feel much. I, I think, you know, we can at least, you know, 
talk about it one more time and just uh, make sure that everyone's comfortable on that one. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we can quickly talk on that one. That one shouldn't take very long, one way or the other. So that one. And then, um, then the last one uh, is the Article 12 Miscellaneous Provisions, Section 5, um, which was the gender-neutral gender language improvements to the whole charter. Um, and that also would be typos and numerical issues and things like that. Um, and Mr. Matty has already provided a few different examples to us that some of the other um, charters have that... Um, would allow it to go all over the entire charter as opposed to having to make specific changes to each thing and having those all approved so um, <laughs> I would I would feel that we should definitely you know talk about that and um, you know try and get that cleaned up as best we can I think that that would be something that would make a lot of sense and would probably be easy to pass amongst the voters too so that's just my thoughts on that agreed I would say no, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay, Eric. Uh, quick question: Is the entire code gender neutral? The code, I like in the laws of Brexit, the entire I, I, code. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, because I guess I mean I'm good with discussing it because I mean we've already got the one clause that was entered in, but yeah. Um, again, if we're talking consistency, probably the entire you know municipal. Code should be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I just just looking at the charter now. I don't know. So, okay. Dave, do you know the answer to that? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do have a codifier, but I I do recall, and you can see it's still etched in my mind. I do recall one of my first tasks out west was to take the entire code. Now that book by. Kristen tells you what the entire code is, and for the city of Rocky River, I had to go chapter by chapter. Uh, Eric, I did it, but by the time I was done, I thought I was ready for the home. <laughs> well, and I understand that logistically, but here we're making, we're expressing concerns about what is actually, from a page standpoint, a very tiny fraction of our Well, that's true. The, the charter is, but the, but the uh, you have to understand that the... Uh, the method of doing that does take time, and it does. Oh, I'm not uh, suggesting you do it. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I know it's only, uh, uh, you know, 15 pages or so, but you've got to be careful when you do that, um, so that you don't make an error. The entire code, I would say no. Yeah. As we do legislation, as we go forward, we are attempting to make sure that it's gender neutral, but to go back over the entire code would be. It, it's a project. Right, and again, don't mistake that for a suggestion. Okay. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. I'm good with discussing. Okay. Uh, did we go down yeah, this right uh, now? Good with, good with discussing. Love to. Okay. Good. Good discussion. Okay. All right. Okay. That gets us through all of that. All right, so we lopped off six so that's good and we've got about 10 or so that we'll continue to discuss um, so we've got plenty of things to do in our next meetings which is a good thing um, before we move on any other comments on any of that stuff before we move on no what are the six sorry I only counted five I um, I've got <laughs> What are the ones we lopped Both of, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. So the ones we lopped off, Article 4, Council, both of those. Uh, Article 5, Section 1. Uh, 
um, Article 5, Section 5, Section 7, and the telecommunications. Okay, so the residency requirements for council, we took that off. Those we lopped okay. off. Gotcha. Yep. That's what I was missing. Thank you. And okay. Craig, but we left human services on, or human resources on, correct? We did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got that, Mike? You good? No, Denise has it. We're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't cross it off. It's All there. Right. Uh, seeing as there's no one from the public here, I'll assume that there's no public discussion. Um, as far as uh, Chairman's comments, the only thing I have is that our next meeting will be uh, Saturday morning uh, at 10 a.m. on January 28th. Um, again, Saturday, January 28th at 10 a.m. Um, we'll try and get the agendas out um, late this week or early next week so that everyone can kind of prepare accordingly. Um, and we will then you know start winnowing down these a little further and as we go then you know the things that we really want to start pushing and prioritizing you know will likely require mr maddie to get some um you know language to us to consider um and compare and contrast uh you know the current language and what we're looking to propose and and things like that so um you know here in these next few meetings we we do want to really start getting down down to it and then um, you know figure out which ones um, are most pressing and most important to us that we want to make sure we really fine-tune those and then you know get working on uh, everything that we have to do to have it ready by uh, I believe it's June so um, that time will be here sooner rather than later um, are there any other matters that anyone needs to discuss or comment on are the times of these meetings announced publicly yeah, it's all state. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. Yep. Um, and I, I saw a couple. I didn't see like the last one. Probably yeah. Just missed yeah, no, they're all it's all out there. And uh, Chris, I can't remember. Did we we haven't set the February meetings officially, have we? OK, so let's do that just to make sure um, the the dates that we had that everyone or the majority of us um, originally could meet as far as he was concerned um, Monday February 6th at 630 and Wednesday February 22nd at 630 um, does that still work for the vast majority of us good if it was on the list yeah okay we good on that mm -hmm. Dan you good yeah I should be good I okay. am, you said the 22nd or 21st? 22nd. Wednesday the 22nd and I am out Monday of town the 6th. On the 22nd. Okay, that's all right. So, so that's just Mike on that one. Okay. Okay. So those will be the next three meetings then. The January 28th at 10 a.m. Saturday, Monday, February 6th, Wednesday, February 22nd, both of those at 6:30. Okay? And with that, I will make a motion to adjourn. Do I hear a second? I second. Okay, motion to adjourn by Scaljack, second by Bender. Roll call. Yes. Bender? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Golic? Yes. Flesh? Yes. Mansfield? Yes. Church? Yes. Scaljack? Yes. Vita Cloud? Yes. Great. Meeting adjourned. Thank you.